Welcome to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and I ask my guests one simple question, why? Focusing on the importance of why, I share with you the relatable, uplifting and inspiring conversations I have with people from all walks of life. This podcast will encourage you to focus on your why to enable and empower you to achieve the success you desire. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. Before we start, I would like to draw your attention to what I can offer you as a master coach. I can help you to focus on your why with clarity, uniting your passion with your purpose with a plan to create the life you truly desire. Book a free 20 minute coaching call right now via calendly.com forward slash Amy Rowlandson forward slash call and we can take it from there. Today on Focus on Why, I am joined by Ned Shakir. Welcome. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Well, you were highly recommended by Hayley Appleby-Burt, one of my past guests on the show. So it's always wonderful to have a recommendation. Great, great to hear. You know, you don't tend to know what people are saying about you behind your back. So it's, it's a positive that I was recommended. Well, she said you have to have him on the show. We had the conversation and I can see why. So here you are a few months later. Let's share with the audience what it is you're focusing on at the moment. Well, as with most people these days, uh, my life seems multifaceted. I have uh, a focus, which is um, my personal journey, uh, which is martial arts. I run a small school in Leicester as part of a much larger organisation. I teach kids from the age of four years old and upwards. And then I have my own business, which is focused on... Uh, empowering men in business to connect with their uh, time for themselves. And then I work with uh, Gordon Bircham as part of Business Mastery. I'm the head of coaching and delivery there. We support martial arts school owners in uh, creating uh, their businesses and becoming uh, black belts in all things business. And what's the, the transfer of lessons between the two areas there? Oh, it's everything. Um, I mean, you, you can see that there is a, a connection between what I do, uh, but and that is by design. Uh, the life experience that I've had got me to a point where I said to myself, uh, I'm not doing what I love. And uh, that was a few years ago. So I decided to focus on doing what I love. I love... Um, martial arts because of what it's done for me and my family um i get the opportunity to to teach uh, young people and adults uh, in those those ways and mentor people and then uh, as a father the work that i do with uh, business owners is a lot about connecting men with their children by by creating that time for themselves and then, of course, what I do at Business Mastery with Gordon is about not just helping people run their businesses, but about elevating the martial arts industry as a whole. Um, as a group, we're at the, the pinnacle of um, business development in martial arts. So what we're doing is uh, creating more and more opportunities for young people, for parents to discover uh, what they're truly capable of, um, for them to be able to go on their own journey, um, to 
continually develop themselves to to have that experience of achievement um, and to be able to uh, then turn it around and, and give back, whether that be to um, their teams, their loved ones, their families, their children. You know, all of what I do is is connected in that way. Now, I've been recording these episodes for a while now, and there seems to be a thread or a commonality between what it is people do and a lack thereof of something in their younger life. Is that the case here? Yeah, I just wonder if you're creating something that you didn't have for yourself. Sure. Um, there's there's a there's uh, certainly with regard to martial arts, it was a gaping hole. Um, the the experience of life I, I was uh, having didn't fulfil me at all. And with regard to my mission as a coach and connecting fathers with their children, yes, there was a, a huge gap for me in that there was very little in the way of connection with my father. So, um, so the, the short answer is yes. And depending on which perspective you come from, I've I've focused on filling those gaps for myself. Absolutely. And and what does that mean now? So how does that translate into what it is you're looking to achieve from a mission perspective and a purpose? So if I if I consider the experience I had as a, a young person um, and the impact that my formative years and teenage years had on me growing up, the the challenge that that most people will experience is that I entered this world as an uh, when I became an adult with very little skills in being an adult. Um, and I had to take what you, whatever I'd picked up along the way into that life. And um, what I came to realize was that uh, whilst outwardly I can um, offer up a great deal of confidence, inwardly my own self-esteem and self-worth was not very uh, high at all. And I understand today that that's a lot to do with my desire to um, get some approval from my father, uh, which never came. And uh, despite a journey of uh, more than 40 years, uh, to this day, still hasn't come. And so uh, eventually what I had to do is I had to recognise that I needed to create that approval for myself you know I had to show myself that I am uh, worthy um, that I can achieve whatever I set out to achieve and my my journey through martial arts uh, certainly allowed me to do that the first part was getting involved achieving my black belt becoming an instructor and now you know taking other people through gradings and competitions you know that that I can now lean on that and say, "Look, you you did this, you do this." Um, that confidence can now not just be outward, but it, but but inward as well. Um, and with regard to the work that I do in my coaching, uh, it's, it's twofold, really. Most of the people I work with will tell me about 
that experience or experiences they had growing up, the disconnection they had with their parents, and then uh, that lost journey that they went on, picking up um, beliefs around who they are. And, you know, part of my work is to allow those people to let go of, of those stakes in the ground that they've tied themselves to and be able to you know, flourish as, as individuals. And where that kind of connects all together is that as I empower men like me to be better fathers, to have more time, to spend with their children, they can then give back to their children what perhaps they didn't receive in their own journeys they can they can be present they can be connected um it's it's certainly really important for me to to maintain that presence with um my family uh, with my partner with our kids um uh, and to empower them to have the belief in themselves uh, and and by the way uh hands up i am not a pro at being a dad uh, you know our eldest is 12 um but the mission is you know to create a tribe of fathers who can collectively and responsibly um, create adventure, courage, kindness in themselves, um, in their homes, and in their communities. That's that's where my work is, and that's a huge part of my purpose. And those those sort of three areas of creating adventure, courage, and kindness in themselves. Would you say they're your core values, or the core values of of the organisation that you've formed? So, uh, absolute adventure is one of my core values. Em- empowerment, kindness, and I've come to find that um, courage, which goes hand in hand with vulnerability, is certainly where I have to be every day. Um, I mean, an example of that is as, as as a man, as a martial artist, you might expect that, um, you know, a big tough guy who can handle himself in any situation, well, that's fine. But sometimes you need to be able to stop and accept your weaknesses and see that acceptance as strength. Because when you can step into that place of vulnerability, and share that with the people who care about you the most or the people who need you the most, uh, they then learn how to, you know, be vulnerable, how to um, accept the weaknesses, be able to work on those weaknesses. And it's from that place that we find our courage. It's that place that we become courageous. And what I often say is that there's there's nobody ever on in this world that's ever been courageous without you know, first being vulnerable. So we we have to f- accept those situations and instead of running away from them, walk towards them. Um, so as a value, yes, you know, courage, kindness, adventure, empowerment, that's, that's what I'm about every day. And who's been your inspiration in terms of learning about the power of courage and vulnerability? That's a great question. Um, so I have, I've had experiences where people close to me have had to be extremely courageous, um, and putting it all together around where, how it fits in with me has has been really connected to my mentors. So, um, 
my uh, my eldest son, his mother uh, had a terrible experience with chronic clinical depression. And I'll freely admit that the the mistake that I made was I didn't ask for help. And while I'm sure anybody who's experienced anything like this will understand, um, I couldn't point the finger at any one of the challenges that we had as a couple or as a family and say that was the reason it fell apart. Um, certainly what I can say was it took a huge amount of courage for her to be able to get through that experience and become the person she is today. And I have a great, a, a huge amount of respect for her, despite the fact that you know we split up, our family fell apart, it caused a huge amount of pain. I had to do the same thing. You know, I had to accept that I didn't ask for help, um, that I wasn't prepared to be vulnerable in, in that place. And it was through that pain and through that the the loss of everything that I'd worked for that I was uh, challenged to ask myself, what what do you think you're doing right? What do you think you're doing wrong? You know, everything that I built had been because I'd been told that was the thing to do, but actually it wasn't what I needed. It wasn't what she needed, you know. Um, so those life experiences have, have shown me that, um, you know, asking for help, being vulnerable, um, accepting my weaknesses, working through them, you know, uh, focusing on kindness and, and gratitude uh, are, are the, the route through that. And then um, the second part of that with regard to mentors has been, as you can imagine, my, my martial arts instructors have been there to, to challenge me. And, uh, and if you're going to um, take yourself to that place of discomfort, which is uh, earning your black belt, it means that you have to be pretty much criticised on a daily basis. You know, every time you go to train, your instructors will pick you up on the mistakes that you've made because they want to make you better. And it was in that equation that I realised that avoiding this um, this this place of uh, perfection, you know, not necessarily avoiding perfection, but um, running away from criticism because I wanted to to be the right person was actually counterproductive. Being able to accept someone's um, advice, um, tutelage, mentorship, actually made me better. Made me better so that I continue to progress through the, the, the belts in martial arts and uh, through my taekwondo and, and achieve that black belt. And on that journey, I crossed paths with, um, with Gordon Bircham, who runs Business Mastery Success. Um, and through his mentorship, uh, his su support of my journey, through his willingness to uh, allow me to step into that space of coaching and uh, to support him um, where he needed my support and vice versa, um, I've been able to let go of what I thought I was supposed to do and really focus on what I'm here to do, what I'm great at, where my genius is. And uh, Gordon was um, 
the person who allowed me to tap into that, gave me the space outside of, you know, martial arts within my my career to be able to um, really challenge myself. And he was the one who said, look, you've been talking about doing this. I don't see you doing it. What are you going to do? And it was at that point I was like, okay, we do it now. And by the way, that was um, November 2019. And everyone knows what happened next. <laughs> so <laughs> if you're going to be vulnerable or courageous, you might as well do it in 2020, right? And I'm interested, Ned, to find out, you, you mentioned that the, the, the being criticised on a daily basis makes you better. And it's an equation and that you're running away from criticism in, in some essence uh, to not a place of perfection, this place where you are able to focus on what you're here to do, what you're great at and what your genius is. What would you call the space that you're aiming for? Oh, that's a great question. Um, so what I recognise is that sometimes you can get caught up in a, a goal or a target. Um, I believe that we have to have goals and targets. Um, you know, I believe in dreams. Um, I when I say that, what I mean is, is aspiring to something great, you know, do what you love. Um, but at the same time, uh, we have to be kind of disconnected to the result and live in the moment because there is only now. You know, the, the past is gone. There's nothing you can do about it. And we don't know what's going to happen. So, so what's actually happening right now? Am I doing what I love to do? Um, am I in a space where I am empowering people, have the opportunity to be to be kind every day? You know, is there an adventure for me uh, today? And in that adventure, uh, am I doing the things that I, I'm great at? And and I can tell you now that I, I'm very grateful to be in that space. You know, I, I teach martial arts, I practice martial arts, I coach people one to one, I coach people in group settings. I'm I'm at, in a, in an organisation which is um, developing an industry which has a product that is second to none in martial arts. It has such a huge impact on people of any age that. Um, that I have to say that compared with where I was, you know, in a job, earning great money, uh, paying a mortgage, um, providing for a family, that ticks a lot of boxes, but it, it, didn't, it didn't actually tick what I needed here, you know, and yet now I'm in that space where I can do that thing every day and at the same time, I can provide, I can pay the bills, you know, there's there's opportunities and possibilities every single day. So, so that space is, um, at any moment, I can stop and ask myself, um, what do I have in abundance? And what I have is love and trust and possibilities and connection. You know, these are the things that are really important to, to us as, as humans. You know, we have to be part of something. Once we know, if anyone's ever looked at 
for instance, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, your physiological needs, your safety needs, then you need to be loved. You've got to belong to something. Uh, and when you belong to something and you can you can achieve on a daily basis, you get that self-esteem. And then it's about that self-actualization, being able to turn it around and give it back to somebody else. You know, I have that. And even though I'm nowhere near the goal, the dream, that that big target, I don't have to hold on to that and say, oh, I haven't got that, so I'm not achieving. Or I'm, I'm not in the place I want to be. Because I, until I get that, I won't be happy. Well, it doesn't work that way. You know, happiness is about what we do today. You know, it's about about progress. If you're progressing, then you'll feel happy. And so long as I'm progressing towards something that's meaningful, the, the bigger goal, then every day is a good day for me. So that place is not a place of perfection. It's actually a place of the present. Mm. Yeah. 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 Love that. I really do. And you talk about abundance and love and trust and connection, and we can add those to your your values list if you, if you choose. It, mm. It's a, for me, purpose is something that you consciously build and create, and it sounds very much that you've you you understand that and that that's what you're doing. But you're also very present to today. So, mm. with with that in mind, how does purpose show up for you right now? So. There's in so for in the moment, um, it's the the energy that I have to do what I do. Um, it's a it's a driver. So um, I suppose as an example, once upon a time, if somebody said to me, "Do you want to work on a Saturday morning?" But no chance. No, Saturdays, they're my day. They can do anything I like, okay? And so I would have a lie-in or, you know, recover from the night before, perhaps. Today, what I do is I get up early in the morning and I'm, I'm out the door just after 8 o'clock to go and teach. And I'm excited because I get to go and see those young people. And while i'm in that space i'm not thinking about anything else just what's going on right there and then and and seeing their um their responses to me and watching these these young people grow um that that energy that i get on the way to those classes that that drive to get up and go through my morning routine another time so that i can be my best self so that I can serve those people, so that I can get that feeling of meaning, that feeling of purpose. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, for sure. Share with us what your morning routine is, Ned. Okay. Um, this has changed a few times. Um, as a younger man, I used to do quite a bit more exercise, but but today I, I simply serve myself. So in, in an ideal world, and, and there are, generally at least four children in this house to to contend with so what i'll do is i get up early um and the first thing i'll do is i will have a glass of water uh i'll then stretch i'll do a small amount of exercise merely to get the the, the blood flowing 
and I might practice a pattern which uh, comes from Taekwondo. Um, so that gets my my mind going. I'll have my breakfast, which is usually uh, just a, a small bowl of cereal. Um, I, I, I like a I like granola and yogurt with a bit of fruit in it. That's it's kind of like pudding, but it just about passes as breakfast. <laughs> that's that's my treat for getting out of bed. Is right that the, the uh, if I know that if I get out of bed, I will get to the point where I get that breakfast with a cup of tea, and then. Uh, Depending on the routine, uh, depending on what day it is, I'll then go and read for half an hour. If I don't have that reading slot, it's usually because the children are around and it's sorting out their breakfasts, uh, getting them dressed, um, organising them to get out uh, of uh, out the front door, and then it's the school run, which f- for me is something that I get to do, not that I've got to do. It's, it's time well spent for me. Uh, and then... Uh, from there, it's usually either nine o'clock I'm back at my desk or quarter past nine I'm either in the Office of the Business Mastery or a co-working space in Northampton. And it's from there then I start my working day. Brilliant. And what is it that you're reading when you get the chance to read? Oh, I've ju- I'm just reading, um, rereading The Alchemist by oh, Paolo Coelho. Yeah, I, I, I read it a couple of years ago. Uh, I thought, wow, that was brilliant um, because for me, I think it's a journey that anyone can experience. And the question I asked myself when I read it was, where am I on that journey? Uh, at which place do I think I'm, I'm at? Am I have I have I crossed the water yet? You know, am I am I um, selling the uh, sort of selling the crystal? You know, have I have I ventured into the desert? You know, um, so I'm, I'm reading it again now to because it's a, a beautiful story. I think it says everything about uh, what we are, what we do, what we're capable of. And, and as you've heard from me today, you know, it's it's up to us. You can just uh, um, take the, the sheep around everywhere that you know and, and trust in that and, and that be an existence for you. Or you can take the risk and seek out your treasure and and come up against the challenges. But in those challenges come all the lessons and the joy and the experience of life. So, yeah, it's it's a a great thing to read uh, of a morning. Yeah, well, I'm not going to let anyone have the the book spoiled by sharing any more about The Alchemist. I am just going to pause for a moment and just say what a, a magical book it is. And it's probably the instigator for why I do the work I do because I I read that book quite a few years ago and it was just like yes this is what I want to do in the world and this is how I want to frame it in terms of you get to choose and build and but you have to recognize your own personal legend as he calls it Mm. so tell me a bit more about the Alchemist, the journey that you are creating for yourself, and and yes, that you probably can translate that to various elements of the book, but in terms of your own journey of where you're creating and where you're going next? Well, I I spent a lot of time supporting other people, helping people grow businesses, you know, whether it be in the days where I was employed, um, previous to working uh, 
as a coach. I worked with my best friend. We built a business in construction. We did very well, but it, it wasn't um, didn't meet my desires. There was no light at the end of the tunnel. So the the journey that I had to go on was was to let go of of that and, and really take the risk and do the, the what I love. So my my opportunity now is is for me to take that journey, not necessarily solo or, or, or on my own, but for the reasons that are mine, you know, um, to be able to find what what I want to do, and, and I know that um, being in a space where I can be connecting with other fathers, such that they can create better relationships with their families is is all about really helping people grow together rather than grow apart which was was my experience um with with my father so my future holds uh experiences like um the one-to-one coaching and grip coaching that i do but also um adventure retreats so the idea is to bring fathers and their children on a retreat where they have an adventure and through the spirit of adventure find those connections that they have together i'm really excited about it because um i've been fortunate enough to travel the world uh on a snowboard um i've been all across europe north america and japan and it's I always describe it as it's it's like when you were a child and you were out on your bike and you'd find a new place, at, you know, at some woods or a park, you know, a new swing set, something like that. And the day became an adventure. Well, I've, I have that same experience whenever I go snowboarding. You know, we go to a, a new resort, you have to find your way around, you get up onto the hill and the whole day is just an adventure you know you're testing yourself physically which means that you're you're tired at the end of the day and of course there's there's fun to be had with a little après ski uh, you know and the just the the complete departure that the mountains provide from a life of of work and you know city life or village life you know um so I'm I'm looking forward to creating those spaces for people to come and, and join in. Uh, and I've got some great people around me who uh, are uh, part of the, the journey. And I, I can't say too much, but I, I know that the, the experience that people will have through uh, that adventure and connecting and doing something they've never done before or developing what they've already done um as as a as a business coach as a martial arts coach uh, there's just so much that i can offer uh, and i know that uh we talked earlier about in the moment when you ask yourself what do i have in abundance well for me that brings everything together uh to be in the mountains doing something I love uh, with people that I love means that uh, I've got it all. Uh, and that for me is what abundance and being rich is all about.
And the, the metaphor also that you're sharing about the snowboard up the mountain, being able to carve your own path literally down the down the mountain and making your own way. I, I, I love that. And it is that spirit of adventure, that growing together. And I'm just wondering the 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 adventure that you bring to it i i feel like i can really see the the young ned just having the most amazing time with the the current version of ned as well yeah do you know what it's, it's a great shout amy um i think that um one of the things that has been so powerful for me has been connecting with that little boy you know the little boy who perhaps got left behind or didn't have that relationship with his dad. Um, you know, I think the thing is, it's a, it's a question you, you know, people have asked themselves before. What would you, if you could meet yourself again, what would you tell yourself? And everyone says the same thing. It's like, it's like go for it. You know, you're loved. You know, you're brilliant. And um, you know, the, the I, I mentioned the experiences I had. You know, with my my first son's uh, mum you know that that journey really took strips off me and I forgot who I was and being able to reconnect with that little boy through that sense of adventure you know my mum used to say that um whenever we were out if there was a sandpit or something I would go jump in first without even looking i'd be straight in there whether whereas you know the other kids might perhaps dip a toe first not me i was always straight in well that person disappeared because of the weight that i i had of providing or um trying to find that affection or not being able to take criticism or you know upholding what uh, i'd made up to be uh, what a man should be because I didn't really get that support or guidance as a young person. So, yeah, I was able to, you're absolutely right. I'm able to uh, go back to that little boy, think to myself, what what would that little boy be doing now? Well, he'd just be laughing. He'd just be having a good time, making loads of noise, you know, and um, uh, not being afraid, you know, um, that's, that's, and that's the hardest part to, to all of this, isn't it? You know, we are, we are built as human beings to be afraid. It's a natural response to keep us safe. Um, but the thing is, we can't afford to stay in the cave. We've got to venture out, you know. It's not easy. It's it's much easier to be downbeat. It's much easier to be negative. It's much easier to see the things that could possibly kill you, you know, uh, and stay safe. Whereas when you step out of the cave, the colour, you know, the the experience, um, the challenge, all bring all brings that abundance to, to your life. Um, and I think that if you if you consider that the uh, the adage is to to go at life like a four year old wearing a Batman costume, right? That's what we should be doing. And why did we stop doing that? Well because of the, the weight of life and the, the misdirection or lack of guidance. And, and that's why I teach, I coach, I mentor, so that I can share that with as many people as possible. 
And that's a perfect opportunity for you to share how people could get in contact with you. So share, share with the audience, what's the best way for them to reach out, Ned? Well, if you go onto socials, there is only one Ned Shakir. Um, so you can go onto Facebook, Ned Shakir. You can go onto Instagram, Ned Shakir. You can go onto LinkedIn, Ned Shakir. You can find my website, Ned Shakir. All of those places, there are buttons to click and stuff to get and, you know, things you can download. Um, but the probably possibly the best thing I could offer to anybody and I, and I do this whenever I can is that uh, you can uh, through my website you can uh, click a link you can book a free call with me there's never any um, hard sell with me because it's it's all about making a connection having a conversation and if I can help somebody in that short amount of time on a call hallelujah I'm meeting my purpose right However, if that person also wants to spend more time with me, then there's an opportunity for us to work together, then, then that's great. If not, they can follow me on socials, see what I get up to, uh, and who knows, uh, our paths might cross again in the future. That's that's just the way I, I tend to play it. Yeah, mostly up the top of a mountain, for sure. Uh, 100%, give me it, you know. <laughs> if, if Given the opportunity, I'm gone. Love it. Me too. I'm a big, big fan of the mountains, so... It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you, Ned. Thank you so much for sharing your focus on why. Really, really enjoyed our conversation. Do you have some final words, please, for the listener? Oh, Amy. Um, I suppose if I consider what we've been talking about, um, the work that I do and what you're doing, Amy, is, is quite simply put, all of us can take a moment to ask ourselves what would we love to create and you know take that time to dream take that time to really connect with the things that you you truly love and when when you when you feel that sense of excitement about something when you feel that thing inside that makes you feel like a child again well there's there's a connection there and there's a reason for that and so my challenge to those those people when they're thinking that way would be to to hold on to that and then start to do the work which is ask yourself where am I right now and what do I need to do to get there what's my first step and when you know what the first step is all you've got to do is take action doing it walk towards it make it happen How has this conversation had an impact on you? What value have you received from tuning in? What are your reflections with actions? Please take a moment to leave me an Apple podcast or Spotify review sharing how Focus on Why has made a difference to you today. Remember, the conversation doesn't end here. To keep it going, simply connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook or Twitter or join the Focus on Why Facebook group. All the links are in the show notes. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why.